Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, Rod Squad. Maybe tomorrow I'll tell you guys about the big game that I went to in San Antonio with Snoop Dogg. Remember that one, Clark? The Lakers and Spurs? Snoop Dogg and I went, Bob. How about that? Snoop Dogg was sitting courtside. I was up in the nosebleeds, but we were in the arena at the same time. We were, I was there with him. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, good day, Canada and uh, Canadian sports fans around the world. I know our man Rick Reagan said uh, good morning, but it's good afternoon to those out in the eastern time zone. It is the RP Show, and as promised, because we are men of our promises, we are live from a rodeo arena, and specifically Cody Snyder's bull busting here in the parking lot of the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Before I go any further, I can tell you Cody Snyder is a guy that gets it. And uh, we'll talk about that. I'm looking over my shoulder because the moose, Darren Moose DuPont, is here. And for our American yeah, viewers, great hair. I'm going to tell you this. There you go. <laughs> great hair. I can tell you right now. Well, about to that? summer in Canada or even spring or fall where this morning we get up. It's cold. It was not wet, but it was raining all night, Moose. He's now in a T-shirt. Look at this guy. You look at you're ready to head to the gym. I got my jacket <laughs> on, starting to sweat. And it's not just because we were running around last minute getting this together. And bravo to the Cody Snyder Bull Busting crew, the Grey Eagle Resort and Casino crew, getting us on the air. And here we go. Bob's your uncle. Pretty awesome. I mean, it's only Bob's still only about 11 degrees. It's not warm yet, but it's still, it, it's, it's, it's awesome. Where would you rather be? I mean, they're getting set. There's a little vibe around here for the Bull Busting. So uh, it's cool, and there's going to be some work going on around us as they continue to get ready. So. Oh, man. Here's the thing. It's not normal sports talk, whatever that is. I don't know. But God's clearly a rodeo fan. God is a Cody Snyder fan. And we know for a fact that God's a Rod Peterson show fan. But the sound guy is over here, and he comes up to us about a half an hour ago. His speakers that are enough like a damn Kiss concert, he says, I'm going to be running the music here, uh, you guys. Speakers are like, what, Darren, 12 feet from me? I said, seeing you, I, yes. said, I said, do what you got to do, bro. Like, I almost thought we were going to die in Florida a couple weeks ago. I thought I was going to die. So I made it through that. I'll be totally fine. And then our COO, he now has a title, Lee Genier. When we were setting this up last week, he was like, if you know Lee, he's like, um, can we get some bulls running around here? <laughs> Just can we get some bulls running around? So I said to Cody this morning, listen, I was raised around cattle and in a rodeo family. I don't want any bulls running around. I don't want my back to them. I've seen them jump rails. I don't feel like dying today or any other day. And Cody's like, no, no, they're weapons. And if those that don't know Cody Snyder, world champion bull rider, and we were kids. Like I grew up, uh, Mayor Darren, (laughs) thinking everybody grew up. Like we did. Don't we all grow up that way and think? Why yeah. wouldn't you? Especially when you're in small town Saskatchewan. So when we were watching these rodeos and Cody Snyder was riding bulls, we were always excited because like, he's the Canadian guy. He's the guy from Red Cliff. Yeah. You know, he's, he's swinging with the big dogs. And uh, we, I didn't realize that not as many people follow rodeo or bull riding 
as we did. Um, so when I was talking to him this morning, we just we just we just hit it off. So I'm just so happy to be here. How about you? That's good. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's it's really cool, and I can't wait for the actual bull busting event. We were here last year. But we were just dipping our toes, and we didn't really oh, yeah. know what was going on. And now we're on the inside. So <laughs> oh, it's so it's great. Cool. Yes, and but when I say he gets it, he understands, Cody Snyder, that we're not going to sit here and talk rodeo for two hours or bull riding for two hours. He's just happy to have us here. Yeah. Period. And the Gray Eagle folks, this was their idea, actually, to do this, and we're pretty excited to be here. So thank you, and sit back and enjoy as we talk sports for the next two hours. And our guests will be Vancouver Canucks radio play-by-play man, Brendan Batchelor, the newsmaking Dean Boomer Mulberg, who just stepped down last week from all sports radio, Fan 960. And I can tell you something, that's not just a Calgary story. When my brother is texting me saying, what's up with that Calgary radio guy, it tells you that this is a far-reaching story. Boomer's going to be with us in hour two, right here at, on location. And Chase Coward, goaltender of the Red Deer Rebels is going to be with us as he gets ready for the NHL draft and hopes to hear his name called this week. Those are the guests. Can we hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? Please and thank you. And that reminds me, I have not opened up my YouTube feed yet because we're slightly out of sorts. Our poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center just popped up. Who will be the number one overall pick in the NHL draft? Round one's Thursday night, right? That's right. Shane Wright. Yuri Slavkowski or Logan Cooley or other, vote on that now. The majority saying Shane Wright, who spent most of the year ranked number one for the draft, and he is now, as I see, slipped out of that. John Ohm, watching in Winnipeg, says, looking great at the corral, boys. <laughs> Thank you, and feeling great. Look good, feel good. Uh, Jenna Reagan says, good morning from Southern California. Good morning, Jenna. It's a beautiful day there, I'm sure. And it's certainly a beautiful day here. And there's a chopper overhead. Yeah, there is. <laughs> um, as my brother says, anything can break out on this show at any time. And I'm sweating into a puddle. I will not finish the show wearing this jacket, just so no. you know. Uh, number one, did you hit the show horn? Did you hit it? Did he? No. Can you hit the quick show, the show horn, please, Jordan? <laughs> Thank you. I think he did. I don't know. Number one, he did. Okay, well, you hit it twice. That's nice. Number one, we're going to start with the Canadian Football League. Sports Center led with it, so we're going to lead with it. A missed convert by Boris Beatty with 25 seconds to go in regulation after the Toronto Argonauts rallied to within a point was the difference Monday night as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers escaped BMO Field in Toronto with a 23-22 victory and their unbeaten streak intact. The defending Grey Cup champion Blue Bombers are now the CFL's uh, lone team with four wins, 4-0. They appeared headed to overtime. We watched it at Boston Pizza where they gave us free dessert. And uh, Rod Smith says, oh, looks like they're going to overtime with his baritone voice. And then, no, Boris Beatty had other ideas. And the Argos fall to one and two. So my number one question, let's get talk about this for a second, and we'll get to hockey later. Uh, should they have gone to two, Moose? You played football, coach football, ref football. Should they have gone for two to win the game? Or kicking the single was the, was the best idea? <laughs> It depends on your philosophy. I'm a believer in going for two, not always, but in that situation. You're telling me I can have one play to win the game now, or I can take my chances and and hope that uh, I get a chance to win the game later. You've got your chance. You might never get another chance to win the game. So I would always go for two in that situation to win the game rather than go to overtime. 
Yeah, right. Because you might never get another chance to win it. The You have an opportunity, one play, to win the game right now. You may never get it. And I'm not a guy who sits there hoping the other team's going to fail. Right? I'm, I've got it in my hands. Right? You just scored a touchdown. Go for two, win the game. I know. But there was no criticism of Ryan Dinwiddie coming out of the game. None that I saw. None. Oh, it's not a bad decision. No, I didn't. Ryan Dinwiddie, the head coach of the Argos, looked like he'd seen a ghost after the game. And for obvious reasons, uh, nobody was criticizing him for not going for two. I saw Milt the Stilt, our guy Milt Stiegel, on SportsCenter saying, no, 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 this was the right decision to go for one. And then there's people, because we put the photo of Boris Beattie all over our social media, the kicker that went, (gasps) They're like, blame Brandon Banks for dropping two passes. Blame Macbeth for having a slow first half. Yeah. No, man. No. You pay people to do their jobs. And Boris Beattie is real, largely a reliable kicker, right? He's been around a long time. But I can see why people would think that he is the uh, wearing the goat horns. From the chat, Stephen in North Dakota watching says, Rod, will you be dining at Cody's Golden Corral later today? Buffet plans? We did that the other night. They can't have a buffet every day. Todd Pinckney, Priority One viewer, says the helicopter is probably the Calgary police looking for the loose bowl. Is there a loose bowl? Uh, what? <laughs> Which reminds me. Oh, no. Cody Snyder said, and I'm telling you, it was a huge thrill to get to know Cody Snyder, and I have his number in my phone now. And uh, we're talking about the stuff going on. He's like, it'll sound good, stuff going on, right? Yeah. And I said, yes, absolutely. And I said, you don't bring the Bulls in for like a morning skate, do you? Or a stretch or a shoot-around, as they call it in the NBA? He's like, no, no, no. no. The Bulls aren't showing up till 3 o'clock. And people, you, you people need to understand what it's like in show business. This thing is sold out Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. And as of this morning, 30 tickets were left for Friday night. Imagine your Bulls are on their way here. Darren, what if they didn't get here on time? What do you do then? Like, I'm just saying, you you yeah. you fly by the seat of your pants in this entertainment business. Of course. Gosh, it's a rush. What if you don't have a cable hooked up? Or, uh, you know, I yes. mean, anything can happen. But they're out here uh, getting everything set up nice and early and... Uh, Today's the, you know, the day, so it's exciting. Randy from Winnipeg says, another great on-site show, RP show. I want to see a bull. How about if we just throw the bull? How about that? Throw some bull around here. There's How not going to be bulls until tomorrow. But we're going to be here every day. Jason and Red Deer says, against the undefeated back-to-back Great Cup champs, you go for the kill. Yeah, sure, it's easy to say now. Nelson Hakowicz, the Argos are in trouble with some infighting involving Speedy B. When Pinner looks ticked off, you've done messed up. D-O-D, which means dinner on Delta. Ted and Red Deer, morning all. Set looks great, RP show. That's a thing. I almost, I feel bad because my name's on this, but I do very little. As a, as a matter of fact, you know that inner voice I tell you all the time mm-hmm. that I hear in my head? You know what it said yesterday? Stay out of the way. <laughs> it was very clear in my head. So I stayed out of the way and let everybody else set Yeah, up. but let's be fair. This was your intuition to be out here today. I mean, you were texting me at 6.30 in the morning being like, it's clear out today. You were like a kid on Christmas. Like, I woke up at, you know, 6, 6.30. My phone, it's clear. I'm like, I'm just going to wait a minute, see where the weather goes, and I'll text them back here. And uh, it was your idea to be out here. Right? And it worked, and it looks amazing, so take credit for that. Well, I have a mild anxiety problem. 
So I was up early mm-hmm. <laughs> checking the <laughs> checking the skies. Um, from JT, listen, I don't. We've made a pact that we didn't want to talk about CFL attendance, but I told you at Boston Pizza last night, and we hit two restaurants last night, Edo Japan as well. We went to celebrate there. Um, this is why I said, I'm, I, you told me not to tweet it, but I said I'm going to bring it up on the show today. JT, viewer JT says, good morning. Toronto CFL fan attendance, atrocious. I said to Moose, the Rough Riders practices routinely draw more than what's at this game in Toronto. And uh, at what point has it become an embarrassment? I mean, it's I. it has no bearing to me, so if I want to sweep it under the rug, I can't. What's, it doesn't affect me, yeah. but what's it doing to the CFL? Because I got my buddies in Southern California last night, were text, or Southern Florida were texting me last night about the game. They were all watching it on ESPN+, Plus, and they're like, this is a, this is a joke. Because they all remember a Toronto where the stands were full. It's bad. Do you have any thoughts on that before we move on? It's just so negative, I don't know what to say. It is. It is bad. Um, Again, I'd love to get my hands on it because I think it could be a fun project to try and get football going in that town because there's there's possibilities. But it is. It's sad. And, you know, I hate to see the empty buildings because we're seeing it in other leagues too. And I just don't know where it's going. You know, you want to you want to look at this game and say, well, the CFL is going in, in the wrong direction, and they might be, in terms of fan attendance, it might just be coming out of the pandemic. Still, it might just be not in the conscious. It might be a money thing. I don't know what the issue is, but it's not good. Uh, it's not good, and my mind's darting to a million different places here. We're only on point one of the quick six show topics here, so we got a lot to go through here today. But there's a lot of us old-time CFL people. It's in my uh, commentary today. I've been covering the league since 1991. Uh, And Darren and I were talking the other day about, you know, the journey and the universe and things that you don't know. Like, I wasn't even a Ryder fan until I was 15, 16 years old when I met Jeff Farrell. Three years later, I'm on the sidelines doing Ryder radio, interviewing John Candy when the Argos came to town when I was 18. Who could plan that? Yeah. So don't ever tell me that I don't. Love the CFL. But a lot of us old-timers are sitting back going, it's sad what it's become and what's being done about it. And I hear Bob McGowan, Bobcat in Tirana, saying, it's never going to be like it used to be. It'll never be like it. Well, okay, you'd know better than me. I've never spent one day living in Toronto, so I guess you're right. It's hopeless. So why, why would I care? And then when you say that you would like to get your hands on it, I used to think I'd like to get my hands on it. But do you think that if they joined the XFL or the USFL or something other than CFL, that Torontonians would would care? Because clearly they don't care. Yes, but not because it's a different league than the CFL, just because it's new. You know, I think, you know, if if the XFL came to Toronto, I think they would draw fans because it would be the shiny new object that we got to go check out. And it's The Rock. So maybe we're going to see him. And we don't know what other celebrities are going to be there. And it's that factor, right? I think with Toronto, you know, you almost got to have that shock value or that wow factor again somehow. You have to make it the shiny new object. You have to make it something that people just need to check out. And it's not just going to happen by bringing in great players or by, you know, having a great marketing scheme and by, you know, advertising everywhere and by telling a bunch of people. You have to, you know, create some real buzz and... 
You know, you mentioned John Candy. That's when they had a lot of buzz. Rocket Ismail, John Candy, oh Wayne God. Gretzky, right? And, and people say, well, bring Drake up, bring Drake up. That's not necessarily going to get you a lot of buzz because it's not authentic. It's just hiring a spokesperson, right? You need some real buzz. My good, uh, I got a lot of great football friends from Toronto. By name, Mike Abumeshwick, Luke Mullender, Dan Rashevich, and they all say Torontonians get excited over the ooh factor. Like if Kim Kardashian showed up for the coin toss, they might actually sell a ticket. Mm -hmm. They don't care about the football. So, I don't know. Maybe The Rock is going to come in for a game uh, when the Argos leave to go to the XFL. Ooh, maybe they'll get excited about that. Um, I don't know. But, you know, there's been a lot of John Candy movies airing on Game Network. I've been watching it in my room here at Greagle. You Obviously, you have too because you're smiling already. Uncle Buck, yeah. um, Summer Rental, Great Outdoors. Ladies and gentlemen, do a Wikipedia search on John Candy. I'm 18 doing rider sidelines on CKRM radio. And the Argo game was on... News 1010. And Mark Charlebois was the voice of the Argos. And he said, you're doing the rider sidelines for the visitors. We're going to give you a cellular phone. And you're going to interview John Candy for us after the game. This was 1991. This was after planes, trains, and automobiles. This was after Uncle Buck and Summer and Rental. Yeah. I walked up to him and I was like, I stared at him for five minutes. <laughs> One of the most enormous human beings I've ever seen in my life. <clears throat> we'll be back. We're one point into the quick six. On the way, Brendan Batchelor, Boomer Moberg, and Chase Coward. You're watching the RP Show live from Cody Snyder's Bull Bustin in Calgary, Alberta, on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, we're back live at Cody Snyder's Bull Bustin' in Calgary, Alberta. i got so many things to get to before we bring the moose back on camera. Let's do a sports update, if you don't mind, because on this Tuesday... And by the way, they've got the speakers up on a scaffold. I'm in the shade. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I I'm sure the viewers are, too. Breaking news. The Toronto Maple Leafs have promoted Haley Wickenheiser, Ryan Hardy, and Daryl Metcalf to assistant general manager and hired Curtis Sanford as a goaltending coach. Haley... A four-time Olympic gold medalist with the Canadian women's team from Shaunavan, Sask. Glad you asked. Joined the Leafs as assistant director of player development in 2018 and was promoted to senior director, senior director of the department last year. She will continue as AGM of player development, the team said today in a statement. Newly hired Winnipeg Jets coach Rick Bonus says he's okay with being the team's second choice. Before signing Bonus on Sunday, the Jets had been in negotiations with Barry Trotz. When asked about that Monday at a press conference, Bonus said that Trotz would have been his first choice too. Bonus spent the last three seasons. I told you yesterday he would have no problem with it. This stuff happens all the time. The Toronto Blue Jays send lefty Yusei Kikuchi to the mound tonight in Oakland as they try to stop a four-game slide. The A's opened the three-game series with a 5-1 win last night. The Jays have dropped to third in the American League East and are just a half game up on Tampa Bay. This sports update for Edo Japan. 
delicious Japanese-inspired meals and snacks made to order with high-quality ingredients. And then, again, we're live from Cody Snyder's Bull Bustin. Four days of pro rodeo cowboys, bull riders right here at Great Eagle Resort and Casino as we bring in the moose. I had the bento box last night at Edo Japan with spring rolls, teriyaki chicken, and California roll, and it was unbelievable. You? I had the bento box, chicken and beef, and uh, the edamame beans. Mm-hmm. Delicious. So it was, How about uh, that? It was a great, uh, like not my it. first meal there. I'd say it's a great first meal, but first one since the partnership. So well, yeah, first of many. I think it was my second, but I'm, uh, I, I will be going back there regularly. By the way, so they've put this scaffold up, and the speakers are right in front of me, and yeah. I'm okay with it. I don't know how it looks, but the sun was starting to bear down on me. You saw I took my jacket off. Whatever. We'll figure it out. The show's going great. Uh, by the way, regarding Lee Bellows, a guy that you wouldn't know, Darren, but he wrote into my Facebook. And the NHLer? No. Lee Bellows. That's Brian Bellows. Brian Bellows. Former Kitchener Ranger. Uh, Lee says, Lee was a rodeo clown. A clown. Okay. He said, your dad did a pretty good job as rodeo color man. You should handle this easy. Lee, my brother. What did dad was a rodeo color man? I didn't know that. What is a rodeo color man? Guy that does color commentary? That's the only thing I can assume. I know what the pickup man is. I didn't know that dad did that. I'm going to have to ask Cody. Yeah. What is a rodeo color man? By the way, our CFL coverage brought to you by Bronco Plumbing and Heating and Cooling. To schedule maintenance or to learn more about your serv- about our services, call 306-781-2090 or visit us at broncoplumbing.com. Same-day service. In most cases, that's been my experience with them. Point two, I just mentioned the Blue Jays got roughed up 5-1 last night, so we'll move on from that. Yusei Kikuchi goes to the mound tonight. Point three. Joey Jaws Chestnut of Westfield, Indiana, gobbled his way to a 15th win at the Nathan's uh, Nathan's famous 4th of July hot dog eating contest in Brooklyn, powering down 63 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes at the annual Exhibition of Success. Now get this. In a chow down comeback, women's record holder Miki Sudo of Tampa down 40 hot dogs to win the women's title after skipping last year because she was pregnant. And the interesting thing about this show going to air, Moose, at noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain, this was over yesterday by the time we went to air, right? So we were talking about this yesterday. That's right. I wanted to throw it in here. A lot of the Canadians would have seen this, but maybe not the Americans. Our sports center was showing highlights of this display. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in favor of it. You think overeating. You think, though, it would be easier to eat more hot dogs when you're eating for two, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, why'd she take the year off? You're eating for two? Probably chow down a few more, but... Miki Sudo. Good for her. Um, so, <clears throat> I'll get to the more points in a moment. Um, from High Explosive, watching in the chat, says, Hashtag Fear the Deer. Trey Ford versus Nathan Rourke can't wait. That's a you problem. Edmonton's playing Calgary on Thursday night, and we're going. So let's not get the cart ahead of the horse to use a rodeo term or a Western Mm -hmm. term. Not looking ahead to that yet. James Henderson in Border Manitoba says, happy to see the team back together in Canada. Rodeo clowns were brave dudes. They were more so bullfighters, and there is a difference. But I said to Darren earlier, this is what I love about this show, and this is what I love about being a Gray Eagle. 
These guys are pros, they're professionals. They, everybody came together today to make this work, right? And then in the commercial break, the sound guy's like, hey, you guys in a break? Let me check the thing. Like he's working, we're working together. This is what I've always wanted. And it's happening today. Yeah, that's pretty good. Makes me so happy. Uh, Colin in Ottawa watching, he says, Dupes, you do know in CFL overtime that both teams get a chance to match the score of their opponent unless they throw a pick six, right? So you kick the extra point to go to overtime every time. Do you want to respond to that? Yes. There's no, like, there is no guarantee you're going to get a chance to win the game. So if the other team goes down and scores touchdowns in two points, the best you can do is tie. Here's a chance to win it where the other team has the hands tied behind their back. They can't even do anything about it on offense. This is your only guaranteed chance to win the game. You go to overtime, you're hoping your defense makes a stop. You're hoping the other team misses a pass or misses a field goal. You're hoping you have one chance to win the game. Pretty high percentage play, too, I would say. I mean, it's not over 50%, I don't think, for for two-point converts, but it's darn close. Yeah. This is why I stay out of the football discussions. This guy played it, refed it, coached it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there. And that with football, it's just such an argumentative sport when it comes to this stuff. Hindsight, right? But it, but it is just my opinion. You kick one, you haven't lost the game. It's not a bad decision to kick one. It's just philosophy. But it is your only guaranteed chance to win the game. By the way, coming up in the third segment, 20 to the hour, Brendan Batchelor, the voice of the Vancouver Canucks. Every time I say it, and I don't, Brendan probably, I'll ask him when he gets on the air with this. It reminds me of the old public address announcer in Pacific Coliseum in Vancouver. He used to be just down from where I called the games there. Ho, ho, ho. That's what he used to. (laughs) Batch, you remember that? The Vancouver Giants. Ho, ho, ho. The guy had the biggest voice. (laughs) Green Giant. See how much fun I'm having here? This is like the greatest thing ever. I know. Point four. Attorneys for multiple women suing Deshaun Watson over allegations of sexual misconduct are seeking the documents from the NFL's investigation into the former Houston Texans quarterback. According to the motion filed Friday by the women's attorneys, the legal team seeks any and all reports and files from the NFL's investigation into the quarterback, including recorded interviews, witness statements, and communications. A hearing with NFL disciplinary officer Sue L. Robinson, a retired judge, ended last week in Delaware. And if you remember, we thought that we would get a ruling on Watson by the end of the week. Yeah. No. Robinson's expected to rule before the Browns open training camp later this month on whether the 26-year-old violated the league's personal conduct policy. Two people who were in attendance during last week's hearing told the Associated Press that the NFL insisted on an indefinite suspension while Watson's legal team argued there's no basis for that punishment. As this went to two grand jury judges that said we're not going to move forward with charges on this. What a mess. And out of all of that, the only reason I bring it up is, you know, I do spend a lot of time reading. I'm not just a pretty face. And uh, they're saying that the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield are attempting to reconcile. Have you seen any of those reports? I have, yeah. Yeah. And as Baker said, it's got to be the Browns who make the first move. I didn't see that. They have to reach out. He, he had said about a week ago or more now that he had said that he's moved on. He said, we're moved on. I'm waiting for my trade, right? And uh, it is what it is. But he said, if it is going to be repaired, 
they're going to have to make the first move. So, and that's fair. He's He was hurt. He was, uh, you know, he didn't take the action to leave. He didn't demand a trade, right? So if it is going to be repaired, it's going to be the Browns that are going to have to make the first move. I didn't read that. So I don't know if that's a box. Well, they're going to have to make the first move. Well-written card, or I don't know what the first move to reconciliation is, but they got to make it. Uh... Jason in Redyear says he's going to be at the Stamps-Elks game, too. I think this is an opportunity where we could meet with fans at Commonwealth on Thursday, if you're interested. Let's do a concourse concourse meet and greet. greet. Um, Ted in Redyear says, I think the most underrated, dangerous part of bowl riding is that if you fall off the bowl on the wrong side, your hand doesn't release. Crazy hard and dangerous. Yeah, it's called getting hung up. And the one thing, yes, sir, the one thing that I've noticed as I was looking at Cody Snyder, like rodeo, a lot of sports could use better communications and PR, media relations. Fair? Yeah. Yeah. Like how does Cody Snyder not have a Wikipedia page? He is a world famous bull rider. And I I just met him today for the first time because he came up and stuck his hand out. You rod? Yep. I'm like, oh, he was like, I'm Cody. I'm like, oh, you run the whole thing. I just, I didn't recognize you without your cowboy hat. I've never seen him without a cowboy hat. And um, I, I immediately, what do you do? What do I, when I say I go to the big board, what do you think I'm doing? I'm going to Wikipedia. I'm going to HockeyDB. Yeah. Can, I don't know that there's any website that you can go to for rodeo, awards, honors, NFR appearances, CFR appearances. I don't think there is. There's no bull riding uh, DB, I don't think. Somebody want to get on that? My cousin Christine in Medicine Hat says, so what are you going to wear tonight? It's tomorrow, Chris. And we've decided what that is, but I'm going to save that until tomorrow. She's talking about the Ferrari unveiling of their 2023 line that I've been invited to, and I didn't know what to wear. Stay tuned until tomorrow. Point five, Rick Bonus doesn't mind being the second choice. I covered this in the sports update, but we'll cover it again. The new Winnipeg Jets head coach took part in his first press conference Monday, a little more than a week after first target Barry Trotz declined the team's offer because he wanted to spend more time with his family. Bonus said with a laugh, quote, if I'm in his chair, referring to GM Kevin Sheveldayoff, I'm going after Trotzy too. I am. It's that simple. Trotzy is the perfect guy for this. I get that. With his resume, I would have done the same thing Chevy did. Shevelyov said he talked about a dozen candidates, including many who got head coaching jobs elsewhere, such as John Tortorella in Philly and Bruce Cassidy in Vegas. We got a minute. You were snickering. Do you thought that was funny? Of, yeah, of, Rick. of course it was funny. I mean, the first you know step towards winning over the fan base is accepting what the fan base's opinion is. I mean, I agree with you guys. I'd rather have him too, right? <laughs> so instantly that that can endear you to the fan base, and they okay. So at least we're starting on the same foot here, right? And I think it's now he's got to you know plead to the fan base. Just wait and see. We've got a good team. Let's see what happens at the draft. Let's see what happens in free agency. Let's see what moves get made. And just wait until we get into September and into camp and what we're dealing with here and see what I can do with this group before you judge what you have here with, with Rick Bonus. So 
I'm excited to see where it goes. And point six, the NHL draft in Montreal this week is being conducted in person for the first time since 2019 after the COVID pandemic forced the past two events to be held remotely. Flames forward Andrew Mangiapane recalls almost giving up on hearing his name called while attending the event. He sat in the stands through 12-plus rounds over two consecutive summers before finally getting selected 166 overall by the Flames. Man, is he something. Mm-hmm. He's a good player. Brendan Batchelor will join us next to talk about the NHL draft. I see there is some uh, CFL talk going on about MLSC ignoring, ignoring the Argos. People are tweeting us on that. Some stuff about Cody Fajardo. I hear he's injured, by the way. I heard that. He's playing hurt. His back and knees are <clears throat> not in good shape. That probably should come as a surprise to nobody. See you in hour two, Moose. See you then. We're live from Bullbuston. At Great Eagle Resort and Casino in Calgary, Brendan Batchelor joins us from Vancouver next. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. We're live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino, and as you're about to see, live from just outside the arena for Cody Snyder's Bull Bust. The night one is tonight. We'll go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Tickets only available for Friday night show. Check out uh, Bull Bustin' on all of their social media channels to get yours, and hope to see you down here. It is the NHL draft uh, this week, round one going Thursday night in Montreal. One team that I feel guilty we don't talk enough about is the Vancouver Canucks, and I'm really pleased that Brendan Batchelor is joining us from Sportsnet 650 Vancouver to talk about it. And Batch, I'll start by saying, how has the offseason been besides longer than anybody out in Vancouver would have liked? How's, how's the summer been? Yeah, it's uh, been quiet in Canuckland anyway. They haven't made uh, some of the major moves that people might be expecting with the new management group uh, with Patrick Alvine and Jim Rutherford taking control midway through the season. So uh, quiet but good, and uh, I think a lot of people... Uh, in the Canucks fandom are excited for what could be to come this week in terms of some major moves for this organization. Okay, tell me about it then. And for all of those our viewers, uh, we are available Game Plus TV on Telesoptic cable all across the province of BC. What uh, what do you think is going to go down? Well, there's a lot of talk about the future of JT Miller, who has one year remaining on his contract. Uh, He's set to turn 30 here pretty soon. And for a guy that scored 99 points last year, he may not be back with the Vancouver Canucks. And I think, uh, you know, the next couple of weeks are really going to be critical in terms of Miller's future. Uh, You know, there are reports out there from people much more well-connected than I am that the Canucks are going to take another run at trying to extend him trying to bring him back into the fold Uh, but if those talks prove fruitless then it wouldn't surprise me at all if we see JT Miller traded in the next couple of weeks and that could really set the Canucks up uh, you know for the future depending on the kind of return they can get the number of pieces they could acquire in a trade for you know a top forward in the league like JT Miller I would imagine that they would be looking for something similar to the return that Kevin Fiala got in the trade to the LA Kings you know if not a little bit more Uh, but that's the name that's on the lips of everyone in Vancouver this week is JT Miller and what his future is going to hold. How uh, interested are they in the draft I mean you don't have the number one pick like John Lewis was with us yesterday and he said Habs fans are going nuts Mm -hmm. with that number one pick and I I understand that but what do the Canucks have four picks and what do you think the needs are with the club? 
Well, the need for sure is defense and, you know, to restock the prospect cover cupboards uh, as a whole. Uh, when you look at their prospect pipeline right now, it's, it's not very deep. They don't have a ton of young players in the organization. Part of that is because they have a ton of young players that have already cracked their NHL roster, whether it's Elias Pettersson or Quinn Hughes, Niels Hoaglander, Vasily Podkolzin, uh, the list goes on. Uh, but also because in recent years, they've traded away a lot of their draft picks to try and improve their team in the short term. And so it's left them with a situation where they don't have a ton of uh, coming through the prospect pipeline. Really, Jack Rathbone is a young defenseman that's going to push to break the NHL roster this year. But after that, it's pretty thin. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, they do make some sort of major trade, whether it's involving JT Miller or someone else, that they try to acquire as many picks as possible in return so they can help stock those cupboards. Uh, but, you know, the, the real need for this team and, you know, one of the areas that they've struggled in the most over the last few years is defense. So finding young defensemen, particularly young right shot defensemen, uh, has to be a high priority for Patrick Alvine and the Canucks going into the draft. You know, it's interesting that you say that. I mean, uh, you know, with OEL being brought in, I watched him for years in Arizona. I know how good a player he is. Uh, but moves like that didn't pan out. And with Bruce Boudreau being brought back, let me stop and back up. How did that go over, by the way, the decision to bring Gabby back for another year? You know, widely loved by the fan base. He was, uh, you know, a, a head coach that came in and completely turned the team around from a very low point in, in early December where they were completely out of it. People were assuming that the playoffs were a pipe dream. Uh, and instead, he battled them right back into the mix. And, uh, you know, if not for a very heavy schedule down the stretch, in part because of some COVID postponements that happened, you know, through December and January, that very well could have been a team that, that snuck into the playoffs with how well they played down the stretch. So in the fan base, people universally love Bruce Boudreaux. You know, they were chanting, Bruce, there it is at the games uh, whenever the Canucks would get a lead or were playing well. Uh, so he, you know, his approval rating could not be higher at this moment in the fan base. And uh, they've now made some tweaks to their coaching staff this week around him, bringing in Mike Yo as an assistant coach, most notably. So... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see whether Boudreaux can carry forward that strong form that he was able to help the Canucks regain in terms of their confidence down the stretch last year. And, you know, if he can bring that through into a new season, starting from day one, getting training camp, getting everything prepared as a head coach normally would. Sure. And then as you say that, I saw the Canucks play in Edmonton on opening night, and then I saw them play under Gabby in Florida and Calgary, and they were a far different team under Bruce. So my question to you, the reason I backed up is, are the fans seeing this as a complete rebuild or just a slight retool, and they're going to be a contender for the playoffs in the Pacific Division and Western Conference? Not, that This is not starting over from scratch with Rutherford and uh, Gabby. No, no, it's not. Uh, you know, they've got some great young pieces in Elias Pettersson, in Quinn Hughes, in the goaltender, Thatcher Demko. They're really going to be the core of what they build going forward. And I think it would be massively surprising uh, if any of those three players aren't here long term in Vancouver. But, you know, for example, they're not ready to be a Stanley Cup contender yet. JT Miller is, you know, nearly 30 years old. 
looking for big money and long term. Uh, a player like that, who was their top scorer last year, maybe doesn't fit into the picture right now. So I wouldn't characterize it as a total rebuild, but I do think there is a strong possibility that they look to take one step back so they can take two or three steps forward in the years to come. And, and that's more how I would characterize the way they're looking at things right now. Excellent. Well, their fans certainly deserve it, and you do as well to call some playoff games. Brendan, thanks for this. Always a wonderful Canucks update from you. Enjoy the draft and uh, what's left of summer. Sounds good. Thanks, Rod. The radio voice of the Vancouver Canucks, Brendan Batchelor. And I forgot to ask him about the ho-ho-ho, the old PA announcer of the Vancouver Giants. That guy was awesome. We'll be back with a viewer takeover. Dean Boomer Moberg coming up in hour two. Sports radio legend and Chase Coward of the Red Deer Rebels. We're going to talk some CFL next, as a matter of fact, in viewer takeover. You're watching on the Game Plus television network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. We are live. That is the arena just over my shoulder here. I apologize. My computer just froze for a second. I'm not sure why, but we're back and we're uh, good to go with Taco Time Viewer Takeover. It's Taco Tuesday, by the way, don't you know? $2 tacos all day or night. There are such a wide variety. Taco Time wanted us to say, what do you want? Beef or veggie? Soft shell, hard shell. But we go to Taco Time here and we realize you can get beans too? What? So, yeah, it'll be another day of Taco Time for lunch for us. I love it. Canadians love local. Go loco. Eat local. Taco Time uses fresh ingredients sourced in Canada. Our beef, chicken, cheddar cheese, sour cream, and Mexi fries are all made in Canada. So it was a bit of a mad scramble pulling things together today uh, for those that have been watching. And, by the way, it all worked. And I just love how everybody comes together to win. It's what I've always wanted. It's what I've always preached. These people here want to win, and they want to work together. So to the text line, this is great. This is great. I don't even know where to start. Brady in Saskatoon says, are they ready for the event? They're ready for the event here. He says, by the way, Rod, you just test run one of the bulls. Make sure they're ready for the event. No, 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 no. That's funny, but no. Uh, obviously, you weren't watching earlier. Our COO, Lee Genier, wanted some bulls running around behind me here to make it look good. And I'm like, no. I was raised around them. I don't want to turn my back on them. I've seen them jump rails. I've seen them maim and kill people. Not interested. No bulls. We're good. Marshall Marcotte is watching in Winnipeg. And he says, you guys should be wearing cowboy hats. Great set backdrop, though. Two things come to mind when you say that. Number one, no. I always looked at Ron McLean and Mark Lee broadcasting from Calgary Stampede, and I'm like, what's the old Conway Twitty song? Don't call him a cowboy till you see him ride. I'm not a cowboy. So I don't wear the hat. I don't think those guys on CBC should be wearing cowboy hats. It doesn't look right. And then secondly, when you start a sentence, you should just stop. 
But I'm not saying that specifically to you, Marshall. I appreciate you watching in the, the kind words. You should. You know what you should do? Daryl in Sherwood Park, Alberta. He says, you going to come by in Edmonton and say hi to the spirit of Edmonton tailgate? By the way, Calgary sucks. <laughs> nope. Not getting into that either. We are Switzerland when it comes to the Calgary-Edmonton Battle of Alberta and any other rivalry for that matter. Uh, I don't know if we're going to make it in time for the tailgate. It's new for me. This uh, whole thing is new. Going to games as fans. We missed all the tailgating the other day because we just weren't ready for it. We'll just roll in 10 minutes before kickoff. They'll still be going, right? Nope. Metal Shingle Guy in Regina writes in. He says, Trey Watson would be a nice backup. Brandon Banks looks like he's lost with the Argos. Come on, Beatty. Yes, uh, there was a viewer in here. Oh, Mike Horgan, an Argo fan, tuning in. Where was Mike Horgan? Mm, he says, what's up, RP squad and show? The Argos really didn't deserve the W last night, but you got to make that kick. One thing I was thinking about last night as I was tucking in to go to bed, Betty Bye. If you got to be good to be lucky, then the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are very good. Sorry, Boomer, you're a Bomber fan. I know that. Yeah, you understand. Yeah, I know that. Hey, it's fine. They're 4-0. They have nothing to apologize for. And the Boomer is in the building. Hour two, Dean Boomer Mulberg joining us. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Mike also says, also, Monday night CFL football does not work for me. The CFL is a weekend thing. Somebody wrote in earlier and asked what the attendance was for the game last night and uh, what the official attendance was. Look, if you go to see it, if you go to last minute of play in hour one, last minute of play, if you go to CFL.ca right now, where I always go to look up the attendance, it's not listed on the game sheet. And why do you think that is? They don't even want to say because it was so pathetically bad. We're trying to keep it positive here. B BW in Edmonton writes in and says, Mike Greer is the next general manager of the San Jose Sharks. We're going to be talking a lot of NHL next hour with Boomer. That's okay, right, Boomer? Yeah, he's good Let's with that. Let's do it. Gives me the thumbs up. You can hear him. You just can't see him yet. You look great, by the way, man. Thanks, buddy. You're stressed down, right? Yeah, amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Some sleep. I know exactly. <laughs> oh, you're not going to want to miss this one. Dean Boomer Moberg joining us next hour. Thank you to Brendan Batchelor in hour one. Chase Coward of the Red Deer Rebels coming up also on Hour 2. We're live from Cody Snyder's Bull Bustin, and we'll see you after this break on Game Plus Television. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.